0: When we're geared up, we have our mask on, we're breathing off our cylinders, right? Breathing off our SCBAs. Um, Most firefighters don't know that there's about a 20% reduction in cardiovascular capacity and power output, also for our muscles, for our lungs, for our heart, when we have our masks on.
1: Firehouse Vigilance presents The Weekly Scrap, a podcast dedicated to the never-ending fight against complacency. Jim Moss, welcome to the weekly scrap, firehouse vigilance, and firefighter functional fitness. Uh, super excited to have you on here today.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, man. Glad we finally connected, and uh, you know, I love all that you're doing, and I'm honored to be here.
1: I like. I, I don't get to say this often, or uh, to talk to people that influence me so much, but your posts on social media is one of the things that got me to start uh, becoming artistic and posting motivational posts. So awesome. I can never say.
0: I love your that, I love your quotes that you use and, and uh, just like the message and how you you put everything together is awesome so very very meaningful, very impactful so uh, I'm learning from you now
1: shoot uh, they say imitation is the greatest form of flattery so I hope you take the flattery uh, <laughs> from my imitation Good. so um, and then the, that what's funny is I wasn't even talking about this but uh, whenever I see a quote that I love you put up. And then I'm like, man, I really want to use that quote, but now I need to wait like a month or so before I use it. Otherwise, I don't want to just look like oh, I'm yeah, taking you this quote.
0: Put it in the bank. you <laughs> got to put it in the there
1: bank. There you go, yeah, the quote bank. Uh, so, um, of course, you don't need an introduction, but go ahead and say, introduce yourself a little bit to everybody watching, and uh, go for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, so my name is Jim Moss. I'm a fire captain uh, with the Metro West Fire Protection District here in St. Louis County, Missouri. Um, for the purposes of this interview, uh, I am one of the co-partners of Firefighter Functional Fitness, along with Dan Kerrigan. Uh, we uh, came, up, uh, came out with Firefighter Functional Fitness back in 2015, um, and then we wrote a book in 2016 called Firefighter Functional Fitness. Um, and It's become a uh, number one Amazon bestseller. We've been incredibly honored and humbled by that and uh so yeah it's we can't believe it's it's now in over 40 countries worldwide wow uh, can't believe that it hit the number 1 bestseller uh on on Amazon and you know we've been able to share our message at different fire departments and and you know more than 20 states in the US and Dan Dan got to go to the UK to share it to share our message. really that is awesome uh, so I mean, yeah, we're authors. Yeah, we, we go around the country and speak, but just like you, I mean, we're passionate about just improving the fire service. We're, we're passionate about uh, our mission is creating a healthier fire service, one firefighter at a time. So that's that's really what we're all about. Um, it's, I mean, it's fun to say we wrote a book and we get to speak, but right. it really comes down to connecting with, with firefighters just like you do. So that's what we're really interested in, and in just trying to improve people's lives, people's health, uh, because we all know that you know, health is a big issue within the fire service now. We all know that uh, firefighters are dying way too young, whether it's from heart attacks, stroke, cancer, other diseases, suicide, PTSD, all these different things that we're really struggling with now. And if we can make a small impact just with the health, wellness, and fitness of of some firefighters to extend their career, extend their retirement, because we all know too many firefighters die right after they retire. You know, I'm going to I want to make sure oh, yeah. that we use those retirements, we use those pensions if we have them, um, to the fullest, and uh, so absolutely really enjoy life to the fullest, and be th- be here for our family, be here for our friends, and uh, and just enjoy life as much as possible.
1: Enjoy that retirement for sure. Yeah, no, uh, there's no doubt that your message uh, resonates with the modern day fire service. Um, the 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 <laughs> I'm trying to think of everything I'm trying, the the. Big eight, the four, the big four, um, and I wanted to ask, uh, well, I'll I'll start with, um, you guys have been all around the country, literally wrote the book on firefighter fitness, and I wanted to put you on the spot and say, what do you see as the major problem facing the modern fire service?
0: Um, You know, I think it all comes back to personal accountability. Um, and I think it comes back to our mindset. Um, You mentioned the three A's, attitude, accountability, and action. And that's one of the chapters, that's one of the things we we really hammer in the book. It's all about our mindset. It's all about our personal uh, attitude, our accountability, and are we gonna put it all into action? So in the fire service, we all know that it's easy to be mediocre, right? But we don't wanna take the easy route. We need to make sure that we're pushing ourselves to becoming the best that we can be as firefighters, not only with our health and fitness, I mean, with our training, with with what we're doing, with who we're engaging with. If we're on a PR assignment or something like that, if we're out in the public, making sure we're not just brushing people off, being rude, but we're actually doing what we signed up to do. You know, We're upholding the oath that we said we would sign up to do. We're out, we're interacting, we're making other people's lives better, we're serving them, and we're making sure we're not taking the easy way out. I think a lot of firefighters in the fire service, I'm sure it's not just my fire department, where there's some individuals who just want to take the easy route, take the shortcut, but well, we all know there ain't no shortcuts, so right. you know, going back there to you that, go. your original question, it all comes back to our mindset, our personal accountability, and making sure we're not settling for mediocrity.
1: So just battling that mediocrity.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, and, On the per- and, you and like you said, the
1: and the personal accountability is so huge, so huge. Um, and starting with company officer, I think that uh, uh, agree with me, disagree with me or whatever, or debate uh, company officer and the, and the the bar he sets for his crew by example and by uh, by, 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 by just what he accepts.
0: that they give right? The
1: expectation is such a big word, yes. That's the perfect yeah. way to say it. Yeah,
0: I couldn't agree more. You know, being a company officer, I've been a company officer now for about five or five or six years and, and the company officer sets the tone. The company officer comes in that morning or you know, comes into the firehouse uh, for training or whatever it is, and they got a chip on their shoulder, they got a bad attitude. Everyone else is going to have a bad attitude, you know, the rest. Hundred percent. But if I decide to show up, I got you know, I might. Everybody has stuff going on at home, right? Everybody has stuff outside of work that's stressing them out. But if I show up and I bring all that baggage into the firehouse, and you know, I have this huge chip on my shoulder, and I'm saying, you know, and I, I brush that off and I, I spread it to my firefighters. Think I work forty eights. So I work two days in a row with my crew. So imagine that—that's a long forty-eight. working oh, yeah. Together if if we have that kind of mindset and attitude going forward, uh, but yeah, going back to the company officer, I'm big. You know, we just started our new year. We got a couple new crew crew members on my crew, and I'm kind of old school. But I'm I'm that kind. I'm that company officer that sets the tone. By just coming together as a crew first i ask them what are your ex- expectations for me as your company officer because nice, right? nice. i want to hear from them first i don't want to just be like this is what we're going to do you know this is what we're going to do i want to ask them first hey what do you expect from me i take that all i actually write it down in, in a document and then i you know we have a meeting we had our meeting day later and i'm like all right so this is what i expect from you guys this is what you expect from me and then we just talk through it Now, uh, you know some company officers are so laissez-faire. They just go through and they, they want to be – they win the, popul, win the popularity contest. Um, and it's nice the to buddy. like – we all know that. But, I mean, sure. it's better to be respected, right? So, no, absolutely. I, I think if you establish those expectations, and I'm so old school that I actually write them down, you know, and, and pass them out to my crew, and that's just my style. I'm, you know, I'm all about those lists and doing the checkoff and all that stuff. <laughs> But I but think as company the, officers, if, if we we share our message in that way at the beginning of the year when we're with our crew, there's no excuse. If they don't meet those expectations because they didn't know and we didn't share it with them, that's only going to fall back back on me and, and company officers. So, you know, long-winded response to what, what you said, but yeah, <laughs> company officers set the tone not only for that day, for, but for the entire year, maybe even for the decades that they're with some of the same crew. Members.
1: And set the arc for the whole career of hit, you know, young guys or the crews, et cetera. Yeah, um, yeah. And I love what you said about writing it down, even though that you, you call it old school, but no matter who I talk to, um, whether it be an interviewer, just in, in the departments as traveling is um, those guys who are old school, those guys who do take the time to write it down and pass right. it out seem to be the ones who are successful as company officers. Yeah. Not that it's a requirement to do that, but no. it sure seems to be a common theme.
0: Yeah. And I but, think for but, me and I'm speaking for myself. I think for me, if I don't write it down, I'm gonna forget it, right? So I, I mean on my on my phone I got stuff written down, you know, to do lists. I got pri- it's all prioritized. And I do that for, you know, even my duty days, you know, what needs to get done. I, I'm old I'm I'm that old school company officer. I write it on a dry erase board. Not only for myself, but we all know firefighters, they wanna know what to expect, right? Absolutely. They wanna know what the agenda is for the day. I for the day, yes. My crew he's like, what are we doing today? What are we doing today? And he's only been there for five minutes. and He just wants to know, you know, what, what's the schedule for that day. Um, and I think that's fair. I mean, firefighters, we all want to know what we're going to have to do. Are we going to training? Are we doing company training in the firehouse? Are we, you know, doing something else, company inspections in the, in the area? So I think that's only fair to, to let your firefighters know what's not only going on, what you expect for the year, but also uh, for the day or the tour.
1: Absolutely, man. When you when it's the mystery day, I, I when I was a young guy, man, I hated the mystery day. Like, you know, sit back and shut up in the back of the rig, and we'll tell you when we get there. Yeah. And so, yeah. there's that's not that much. It's
0: not helpful to anybody. You know, whether you got twenty years on or you got two days on, you know, everybody wants to know what to expect and what's expected of them.
1: Right on, right on. Um, I was gonna say, in your in your travels, in your teaching, going to the conferences, writing your book, and talking to people like me and everybody else. Um, does anyone actually try to argue that physical or the yeah. fitness is not important? Do you actually get people who make that argument?
0: Uh, so, so most of the people that come to our classes know what they're going to expect, and you know oh, yeah. we know what we're going to expect of them. So, not not too many of those people um, will argue with us in, in class with a with our question or anything. But you'll within the fire service, especially you know within our own, my own fire department or elsewhere. You'll you'll hear these excuses, which are uh, some of the best excuses that you'll hear. Like, you you only have so many heartbeats, so you don't want to use them up, you know, <laughs> exercising by getting your heart rate up because that means you're going to die sooner, right? I mean, like some people are saying that tongue in cheek or whatever. Um, sure. But, you know, we've all heard the the excuses before, and, and people argue wow. against fitness. Oh, I'm going to get injured. Well, I'd rather be prepared, and maybe there's a possibility of risk of getting injured on the fire ground, maybe while I'm working out at the firehouse or off-duty as well. I'd rather be, take the, take the chance on that and, and be prepared, right? So, I mean, sure. any, any of us can die in a car wreck We don't, tomorrow. We don't know when, you know, God's calling us up. We don't know when that's going to be, but we, we need to make sure as firefighters we're going to put our best foot forward. You know, one of my favorite quotes by Mark Von Oppen is, you know, 99% of the battle is preparation, and 1% is actually execution. And if that doesn't speak to, to firefighters, you know, yeah. we got to prepare, 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 be ready, be ready, mentally, physically, you know, emotionally, spiritually, all around, we need to be prepared for battle. Um, and, you know, you, you know the statistic, 1% to 3% of a firefighter's time is actually spent fighting fire, 1% right. to 3%. So we need to make sure we're spending a lot of time preparing for our Super Bowl moment. You know, when we go, there's no fire. doubt. Yeah. Whether it's, whether, it's yes. whether it's fighting a fire or a rope rescue or an EMS call that, that may be a little bit more intense than some of the rest of them. If you run EMS. So we got to be prepared all around.
1: Absolutely. Um, no, I love it. Now I'm going to switch tracks on you and say there is Dan and Jim firefighter, functional fitness. What are your guys' roles? What, uh, I know, I, I'm bringing Dan on, and, I, and yeah, I'm going to yeah. tell him that he w- you yeah. won the arm wrestling contest to be on first, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> yes, they, yeah, be, uh, I was available sooner, uh, you know, he's he's more popular, he has more stuff to do, so uh, I, I won't. Fair out. enough. Um, no, uh, but we have such an awesome partnership, and we're both good at unique things, right? Um, so, I, I do basically ninety-five to ninety-six percent of our social media that you see. Okay. Um so putting together the the posters and stuff like that. Um usually putting together like um you know a workout or um I do a lot of the the videos that we record for exercises and movements. Um Dan does some of those too, but I do most of the actual posting and, and social media content right. like that. Um, so Dan does a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff that I hate doing, but he he finds it enjoyable. So he he contacts a lot of people, um, setting up our workshops and stuff like that. And then when we're together, we we team teach it, and it's awesome because he has certain topics that he likes to talk about, um, and he does well teaching. And I have certain topics that I like to talk about while we're teaching, and we and we just go, you know, it's that that partnership, that yin and yang <laughs> that we we get to share our message you know, and bounce ideas off each other even while we're teaching. Um, And that's what we love doing the most is getting out to fire departments and and teaching and doing that hands-on physical fitness and trying to get firefighters, you know, expand their horizons on physical fitness. And maybe they've been doing the same thing over and over and over again for years. And hopefully we can give them maybe three things that they take home, exercises or nutrition-wise, hydration, recovery, whatever it is. Hopefully we can give them a couple things that they uh, they can take home and use and actually adopt. You're
1: right, right.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we have our own things that we we, we like to deal with or not deal with, and, and the other guy <laughs> takes care right. that. Uh, because he, he's told me before, man, I can never do the social media stuff you do. And I'm like, man, I can never do the stuff you do. So it, it's a good partnership. Uh,
1: Court Smith says, your principles have helped me and J-Lo build one of the best recruit uh, academy processes in the country.
0: Oh, that's
1: that, fun! That's awesome. yes. Uh, uh, Jared Sergi, their class is great. Book is awesome too. Hey,
0: so thanks, check out his book too.
1: No doubt. Um, and so I wasn't. I don't want to lose my spot as I read some comments here. Um, yeah, I'm
0: just gonna distract you. Don't worry.
1: You're good. Uh, I was Jim and Dan, and the tag team teaching approach uh, has to be so fun. Because uh, yep. I can only imagine being able to just pass it off and, and work off each other and feed off each other and, 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 yeah, and one focus. Of the
0: nice things, one of the nice things with our classes, our workshops, they're so interactive. So we might teach for about, you know, 10 to 30 minutes, and then we're up doing physical fitness for 20 to 30 minutes after that. So it's kind of nice that one of us is teaching a certain topic. Uh, you know, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about the big eight or whatever. Um, but, you know, say Dan's teaching about core strength. I'm in the back or or wherever we are at that fire department setting up, you know, the mats and the different equipment uh, while he's doing that. So it's a really fluid relationship. It's really balanced that we have. Um, And the fun thing is that kind of when we switch teaching certain topics that we teach, if he's normally teaching, like, you know, we talk about the cardiovascular risks that firefighters face. um, And sometimes we swap that and we get to share different ideas that maybe uh, the other guy is thinking about or not thinking about and, it's sure. really an awesome relationship that we get to share.
1: No, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to catch a class in person, so I will do yeah, so we'll, when it we'll comes to
0: FDIC. Um, uh, it, it's not our normal workshops, but we will be at FDIC uh, in April this year. Uh, it will be our fifth year teaching. I think. Uh, nice. Teaching, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm teaching Eleven Steps to Create Creating a Culture of Firefighter Fitness. More, more so about creating, you know, a culture of of wellness. Sure. And you know what kind of equipment should you buy what's the biggest bang for your buck you know should you start a fitness committee should you have what kind of physical fitness testing should you have you know whether it's career or volunteer all these different ideas 11 steps that everybody can take home to start implementing that, the fire department yeah yeah and that and, sounds and,
1: phenomenal uh,
0: Dan's dance teaching uh, a class well we team teach him but Dan's teaching a class um, that's all about all the other stuff with wellness that's outside of the actual physical fitness. Uh, so recovery and rest, which is our second pillar, hydration, right, so our too. third pillar, and our fourth pillar, nutrition. One of the big, big ones for firefighters, right? Because- Yeah, no doubt.
1: We, I know we'll, it is for me. You
0: know, we always say, we might argue about fire tactics and you know, whether interior transitional and, and, and exterior, whatever you want to call it, but every firefighter loves to eat. So you know, we got to make sure uh, we, we eat the right things in the right amounts.
1: Absolutely, and no, it's now. Now, this one I gotta ask. This after you said that that new class, your eleven principles of the culture, is that mm-hmm. a is that a next, is that the next book?
0: No, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. It really, I, I do.
1: Okay.
0: okay, do I, it. I I do it. You have to do it now.
1: <laughs> there it is. I can't wait to get it. So you have to sign it. Um, right.
0: You get the first copy, buddy.
1: The done. I, I will hold you to that. Okay. Right. So. Uh, Advice, uh, and I don't want to dip into your classes and stuff, but advice to someone who wants to get a fitness program going at their department. Uh, major hurdles. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. So at the fire department level. Yes. Okay. Um, so if there's multiple steps, and I I could bring up my PowerPoint if you wanted to, um, <laughs> but let's just say three of the three of the best things. Okay. Uh, first of all, and this may sound very boring, but it's very important. Firefighters at fire departments every year have to have NFPA 1582 fitness enough not fitness medical evaluations so if you if anyone just goes and googles NFPA 1582 um, you can also go to the International Association of Fire Chiefs website and they have a document that you can download but every firefighter before we even talk about physical fitness needs to make sure that they have an annual medical evaluation that's compliant with NFPA fifteen eighty two. And we talked about Just, that in our book as well. Um, right, so start uh start there. That's a, that's, that's the
1: starting point.
0: We don't want firefighters, you know, working out if they're grossly out of shape and, and and you know they have certain risk factors that need to be taken care of before, you know, we start talking about physical fitness.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Otherwise uh, the second step would be you I don't know if you'll believe this or not, you probably will, but there are fire departments out there that prohibit physical fitness while firefighters are at the firehouse. They will, I'm not kidding, they prohibit physical fitness, their firefighters from working out while on duty because they view it as a risk. They can get injured. They believe that they're not going to be um, immediately physically ready if a fire. Ready for the. And that's one of the excuses we, we hear all the time for fire. Yeah, no uh,
1: I, uh, that, well, I was gonna well, bring I that
0: out, I work out so hard that uh, I, I wouldn't be ready for a fire. I'm like uh, I doubt I doubt that's the case. If that if you work out that hard and you it sounds like you're in shape, so don't give me that excuse. Right. Uh, so so that's the other thing is, is making sure that the leadership, you know, if you have a union at your fire department, um, with the command staff, the administration is all together, whether you have a union or not, making sure it's all together and fitness is supported, wellness is supported, right? So that it needs to be one of the second steps. Uh, one of the third steps is just making sure that firefighters get fitness evaluation. So that's NFPA 1583, not 1582, like I talked about. And another you know, talking about another book, right? NFPA standards. <laughs> I know it's boring, right? Um, but uh, making sure that firefighters have fitness evaluations that are uh, NFPA 1583 compliant. Um, and everything is lined out. We have a f- free download at our website, firefighterfunctionalfitness.com, that talks about NFPA 1583 and doing a fitness evaluation for your firefighters at, at your fire department. And we talk all about that in our 11 steps class uh, for FDIC as well. Um, and That's awesome. Going beyond that. Um, it, talking about making sure that uh, firefighters have the right fitness equipment at their fire department, um, and we have a list of probably 50 pieces of equipment total uh, that are less. If you add them all up, are less than five thousand um, dollars. So oh, you wow. can pick and choose from that list. We have, you know, what website to get them from, how much they cost. Um, so that's in our class too. So that's important too because wow, okay. some people are like, I don't know what fitness, you know, what to get. No, absolutely. Trucker. Treadmills can go up to $10,000 each, you know, and we're saying uh, you can probably, if you really want to run, you know, you can probably run around the outside right. house, around the apparatus bay, you know, something like that. So don't spend your money necessarily on the treadmill. Maybe sure. more so focus on getting sandbags, slam balls, TRX straps, kettlebells, you know, uh, rubberized uh, dumbbells as well, um, yoga mats. Um, you know, a prowler sled to where you can push, pull, and drag, and all those right. different things. Those are right. only 175 bucks. You know, um, bar uh, bumper plates, barbells. You know, stuff like that. So we talk. So about completely those-
1: bang anyway. for the buck on all that. No bang for the buck on all that equipment. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, biggest bang for your buck. So instead of spending six thousand dollars on a step mill, you know, maybe we can just get a one of a, a ninety or a hundred dollar uh plyometric box that you know people do box jumps or step ups on. Sure. Maybe you can use that instead of a six thousand dollar uh stairmaster uh, uh step mill. So just things if yeah, you know, I know every fire department is tight on their budget, so just absolutely things we can think about.
1: Uh it says roll machines pull weighted ropes, weighted dummies. Yeah,
0: yeah cable rolling machines. Yeah, we're all yeah, I'm right. gonna
1: <laughs> turn in the sideways to see the head. Um Uh, no. Uh, so let's talk about the big eight of firefighter functional fitness. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if you know these or have memorized them by now.
0: Uh, I think, I think I may after five years, I think I might (laughs) have them down. I'll tell you what, I can try and find it in the book. If I find a picture and I can show it, uh, as I page through
1: the diagram, uh, there it is.
0: Okay. So the big eight is, is within our first, uh, pillar, our physical fitness pillar. And I'm not sure if you can read that. So, uh, the first thing we talk about for firefighters in Big 8 is core strength that you see there at the top. Firefighters need to build up their core. And when we talk about core, uh, and when I was just talking about ripped, shredded abs, I mean, it'd be great if every single firefighter had ripped, shredded abs, but everybody knows abs are made in the kitchen, right? Kitchen. They're not yeah, made there we go. You know, doing crunches all day long. So if you want abs, you know, more power to you, but. So, we talk about core. Uh, not only is that the front of your torso, that 's the back of your torso it 's the side of your torso. It includes your hips, it includes your shoulders as well. So making sure that rock solid foundation is 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 solid. Uh, after we talk about that, we talk about cardiovascular capacity, and we, we talk about that we talk about that in depth as well. Um, the minimum standard for cardiovascular capacity uh, based on NFPA recommendations is forty two if we 're talking about vo2 If you convert that to METS, so a metabolic equivalent of a task, that's right around 12 METS. Um, So that's what the NFPA recommends. Um, You'd be surprised uh, how many firefighters do not meet that.
1: Could not meet that, right.
0: When we talk about um, search and rescue operations uh, under smoke conditions, that goes all the way up to 16 to 17 METS, and 12 is the minimum standard recommended by by, uh, the NFPA. So we talk Um, about high intensity interval training, doing firefighter circuits, I'm sure people have seen us post where, you know, whether you have gear on or, or, you know, no gear or whatever, doing some type of high intensity interval training, you know, whether it's sledgehammer strikes, ball slams, using the prowler sled, you know, I like to, the easiest thing for me to remember is doing work for 30 seconds on, resting for 30 seconds, and then doing that for 30 minutes. If you can't do a a full 30 minutes, that's okay. But 30, 30 for 30 is, is the easy, Way to, easy way to
1: start. Yeah, it yeah, is.
0: easy way. To, yeah, and, and you don't have to push yourself 100% intensity during the work, work periods. You know, just push yourself at 60 to 75% at, at first. And if you feel like you can do more, then push yourself more. Well, the worst thing for someone to do is just go 100% and then just peter out after five minutes. Sure. That, that'd be have fun.
1: one workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last and workout the first workout. Do, they
0: don't want to do the <laughs> other 25 minutes of the workout. Um, no doubt. Anyway, go, getting back to the big eight, we talked about core strength talk about cardiovascular capacity which is so important for firefighters talk about flexibility is the uh the third element of the big eight um so we all know as firefighters uh you know 95 percent of the fire service are male we all know that uh, men are less flexible than than women we all know that the less flexible we all are the more prone to injuries we are Um, and we all know the problem areas that firefighters face knees back Neck, shoulders, all those different things are, are the risk, risky places for firefighters to injure. So, the more we can stretch, the more we can stay limber, more dynamic stretching we can do, the better off. And we have more than 30 stretches in our book. Um, some of them are revolved nice. around some yoga stretches. You know, I don't want to say the Y word, it might scare some people off, right? Um, <laughs> but we, we call it FOGA, so it's functional yoga. Uh, okay. And, and I'm going to give a plug out to Yoga for First Responders. They are awesome. So if you're a firefighter, police officer, EMT, military, whatever, check out Yoga for First Responders. They're okay. just such a great resource and nonprofit, um, and they're just looking to help the fire service too. So we've partnered up okay. with them in the past, and, and we like to share each other's message. Um, so awesome. So we talked about core strength, cardiovascular capacity, and flexibility, right? So now we'll talk about the last five, the functional strength categories. Um, so I'll hold this up here again. So instead of doing what traditionally firefighters think of—chest, biceps, <laughs> calf muscles, quad muscles—you know, all these different muscles—we we tend to we we share with firefighters functional movements that firefighters actually do. So pushing, pulling, lifting, carrying, and dragging.
1: And so instead nice. of
0: instead of talking about oh, is today chest day. Is today tricep day. We talk about combining functional movements. We like to say, if if you hit, uh, try and integrate these things into like a workout, a push and pull upper body workout. So yeah, you might do some chest press, you know, chest presses, bicep curls, or something like that for a pull. But we try and do it to where firefighters are doing more functional movements, to where you can do a cable pulling machine with a More rope. like a pole. Right? Yeah, for a pipe pole, you know, we're pulling ceilings. You know, if we put the anchor lower um, for a cable pulling machine and we, we have that same rope, we can push upward like we're breaching the ceiling, right?
1: Nice.
0: So those are different things. We can bend over with a single arm row like this, right? A bent over row or a cable pulley roll like this. So we're starting a saw. Starting our engines, right? Yeah, something like Small that. Gas. And, and, you know, talking about carries firefighters, you know, do lifts and carries all the time, ladders, hoses, you know, that, you know, a five inch hundred, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Five inch hundred foot roll hose, um, is a hundred pounds, you know, so we've all carried that, that supply hose before a roll, a supply oh, hose yeah. and it is not fun. So yeah, not only do we have to lift it, you know, basically sumo deadlift it up to our chest or, or something like that. Then we have to carry it. So we got core strength. I'm sure there's a little cardio there. There's the lift, there's the carry, so that's what we really try and focus on within the Big Eight. You know, core strength, cardiovascular capacity, flexibility, push, pull, lift, carry, drag. There you awesome. go. I remember the Big Eight.
1: All of them. Without no cheater cards or nothing.
0: That's right. Dude, that is,
1: that's awesome. And then of course the pillar, your four pillars. Um, everybody knows them. You see them all the time from you guys. And the, the physical fitness, recovery and rest, hydration, nutrition, and lifestyle, which. Nutrition, that's the one that gets a lot of us, like you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone asked us here um, about Blast Mask. How do you feel about the Blast Mask? Is it beneficial? Um, what's your take that's,
0: on them? Yo, Blast Mask is awesome. You know, we, we tell firefighters anything you can do for your physical training that is, one, safe, effective, and functional, then do it, Right. So with the blast mask, it, it mimics the same exact <clears throat> air, restriction, air restriction that we face when we have our, um, when we're geared up, we have our mask on, we're bre- breathing off our cylinders, right? Breathing off our SCBAs. Um, most firefighters don't know that there's about a 20% reduction in cardiovascular capacity and power output also for our muscles, for our lungs, for our heart, when we have our masks on. So when we need it the wow. most, when no, we're going no. to work, we're fighting fire, we're, we're interior, we, we're in all these carcinogens and smoke, we're masked up. That's when we need the most out of our body. So we love the blast mask. We've been training with it for, you know, more than several years, you know, more than five nice. years. Um, what a lot of people don't know with air-restrictive training, with, with training with the blast mask or if it's an elevation mask or whatever, Well what a lot of people don't know is yes, there is definite benefit to training with the mask on, but what's more important, if you're gonna, if you're really trying to build up your VO2 and your uh, aerobic or cardiovascular capacity, when you're done working, uh, you're done doing the workout. Say I just did 30 seconds of intense activity, and you start to rest. That's when you really need to keep your mask on. When you want to just put oh, okay. it off, well, yeah, right? I made it, it! I made it! <laughs> Yeah, and when you want to get rid of it and when you're trying to rest and you're really trying to catch your breath and, and you're really anaerobic uh, or you're really trying to get oxygen, that's when you need to keep it on to get the most benefit out of it if you're really going to build up your aerobic capacity. So nice. yeah, definitely check no. out Blast Mask. Go to blastmask.com, um, and they are just so awesome. I think they make them for Scots, for uh, MSAs. Not sure if they make them for Drager's and stuff like that, Survive Air, but uh, definitely for MSAs and Scots
1: last time I looked they didn't have them for survivors cuz I could not get them that's what our department
0: has yeah. Is that, is that so what I have,
1: you? yeah I have a respirator that's duct taped up the uh the filters on it and uh and so <laughs> it's a it's a blast it, mask yes that's what it is so uh, it works for now until until they make one for uh the survivor but um what else was uh no, man they,
0: I you know they I will say this while we're talking about blast mask if you're really wanting one you can find used um, SCBA masks on uh, pretty cheap on eBay and stuff uh, like
1: yeah, that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, and then,
0: <clears throat> and then, you you know, buy your blast mask for uh, Scott or MSA. Scott, or whatever no. it is, but, Yeah, I'm sure these guys will chime in and we'll put something out uh, to, sure. to what the update is, yeah.
1: Awesome. Um, I always give the guys a chance to review a book that's affected your life in any way, shape, or form, and I try to uh, – Put out books that firefighters should read. Do you have a, a book you would like to suggest for the viewers that they need to read according to Jim Moss?
0: Oh, according to Jim Moss. Oh, uh, so I really like Firefighter Preplan. Uh, if we're talking about firefighters who are who are really up and coming and you want to be the best you can be, uh, that's from our same publisher. You know, I'm not just trying to plug our publisher, but that's an awesome book. FirefighterPreplan.com. Uh, you can also get it on Amazon if you want. Uh, but that's really great. Um, I also love it... really impacted me. Step up and lead by Frank yeah Um, uh, just such a good practical book and, and really what it all comes down to is, is leading yourself first, right? If we can't lead ourselves, we ain't going to lead anybody else. We're not going to have a positive influence on anyone else. So let's make sure we get, we get our mindset right within ourselves. We lead ourselves every single day. Um, and then we can talk about leading other people.
1: That's awesome. Uh, Step Up and Lead and, of course, Firefighter Pre-Plan. Now, Firefighter Pre-Plan, um, it's been a while since I read it. I ordered it from you. In fact, I ordered that before I have ordered Firefighter Functional Fitness. I bought oh, it from nice. my little brother. Nice. To, uh, to steal yeah. it back
0: from him. Read it again.
1: <laughs> but uh, it's, it's really good for preparing to become a firefighter.
0: Not yet. Um, preparing to become a firefighter and also just firefighter, whether you – In general, right. Fire, or a senior firefighter, things to oh, will read up on, yeah.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, Jim, I cannot say enough. Thanks. Uh, what's the best way to get your book? Which way do you prefer to get your book?
0: Yeah, so if you go to our website, firefighterfunctionalfitness.com, that's the best way to get it. Um, you know, if you're also interested in getting a sticker or a coin or a t shirt or whatever, you, you can get one of those there. Um, so that's definitely how we recommend it. We ship worldwide. So, I mean, we're in more than 40 countries now worldwide That's awesome um, yeah and fire departments fight there's even fire academies fire science uh, college science programs that are using this as as mandatory textbooks for fitness which is just so awesome I can't even believe that I'm just blown away by that uh, but also yeah, awesome. functional fitness um, I also just want to say you know we are so active on social media please reach out to us direct message you know leave comments and we'll we'll get back with you And and if you have any questions at all. You know, one of my favorite posts I did in our stories for Instagram was ask us any fitness question you want. And we just got so many different questions that were so <laughs> great, you know, and you kind of get where people are coming from, what they're thinking. Sure. About. Um, and uh, so that was a lot of fun, but really um, our email is firefighter, functional fitness at gmail.com. Um, so if you want to contact us there, if you have any questions about the book, um, anything at all you know, if you want to know about our workshop workshops and habits, I say, is,
1: it, yeah. is that the best way to get you for a workshop is through the email
0: yeah uh, we actually have on our website we have a workshop okay. tab and you can okay. actually you know read people what they have other people have, who have hosted us what they've said about our workshops um, also if your fire department has pure fitness trainers um, and they need Con Ed credits and every peer fitness trainer does need Con Ed credits uh, we provide those uh, so nice. through our workshops. So it's kind of win-win situation for everyone. You know, not only do you get uh, a great workshop that's you know functional and practical for our fitness as firefighters, but uh, our peer fitness trainers also uh, get all the kind of credits that they need as well.
1: Dude, that is awesome. Yeah. So firefighterfunctionalfitness.com. dot com. Follow them on social media: firefighter fit, um, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Instagram, everywhere you can. Uh, Jim, you have been an unbelievably good host. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for coming on. Oh, that's um,
0: yeah, let's do it again sometime. We'll I plan about, on it. We'll talk about this stuff.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm all for we got that culture of uh, the culture book that's coming, so we got to talk about we'll that it. some more, yeah, too. That's right. Uh, and I'm going to have your partner on, Dan. Um, yeah. I'm going to get him scheduled on here. Next week is Mark Alone of The Fire Inside, and then Brian Brush is going to be the following week. So that's what's coming up. Mark Von Oppen, and then I'm starting to get into February. So it's going to be an exciting 2020. Uh, You're the first guest of 2020, so kicked it off in style, the number one best-selling uh, book on Amazon. So uh, Yo,
0: you, blush. You better stop.
1: I'm trying, so uh, I really do appreciate you coming on. Everybody, thanks for coming and joining us. Uh, it's been The Weekly Scrap, number 21. Jim Moss, Firefighter Functional Fitness. And for everybody out there, I hope the tone stays silent unless it's burning. So thank you, guys. Thanks, thank you, buddy. Jim. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Scrap. Please subscribe and please share. We'll see you at the next episode.